dash, I wanna dash, I wanna run it. Run the dash, I wanna dash, I wanna run it. Run the dash, I wanna dash, I wanna run it, run it, dash. You can't feel that place. The bomb's gone to roll I wanna dash, I wanna run it, run it, dash, I wanna dash, I wanna run it, run it, dash, I wanna dash, I wanna run it, run it, dash, uh, I wanna run it, run it, dash, I wanna dash, I wanna run it, run it, dash. my first episode back on edit radio for a new year which feels very exciting um it's always nice to be the fourth presenter of the month you get to see how everyone else has introduced a new year and then dive right in yourself so i'm super happy to be back if you are new to the podcast if listening to more podcasts was on your new year's resolutions then welcome my name is janessa williams and across the next 40 minutes or so i will be guiding you through basically everything I really really liked from the last month. Albums I'm excited about forthcoming in this year and also a couple of things that um, either slipped the net at the back end of last year or I feel like we didn't give enough time and reverence to that I kind of want to revisit. I don't really like this whole sort of thing that happens with end of year lists and new year lists where it's like oh that happened last year let's completely forget about it you know like it never happened so it's a couple of things sprinkled about. Kickstarting today's show, though, was the new one from Enmix, a K-pop group that have kind of been on my periphery for a little while. Um, I have kind of been following vaguely what they've been doing, but I've never really found a track of theirs that I've loved quite as much or quite as quickly as the very first time I heard the track you've just heard called Dash. Um, for me, it's just kind of quintessential to everything that's great about K-pop, that completely unnecessary um, tempo switch up in the middle where it kind of goes into a completely different song. I love that sort of nonsense. This is what I live for when it comes to K-pop. And it's really great to see them kind of developing their own style, both in terms of the choreography, the aesthetic, but just the way that song sounds and feels is kind of retro R&B throwback thing, but also feels really futuristic at the same time. Very, very cool. So wanted to start with that. As some of you may know, um, I work in the music industry pretty full time as a music journalist, various other things, and I'm super lucky in, you know, all of the kind of stuff I dreamed about as a kid in terms of getting albums early, getting to speak to really interesting people, um, getting to kind of feel like at the top of the year that I have a little bit of a tiny inkling to some of the big 
records that are forthcoming and one that I'm so 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 excited about um, is a band right here from where we're based in Leeds by the name of Yard Act. You'll have definitely heard of them um, but if you haven't for whatever reason now is a great time to get on board. Their album, second album Where's My Utopia will be coming out on the 1st of March and the singles so far have been brilliant. This one in particular is hilarious, absolutely hilarious as well as being super super catchy. It's called We Make Hits, and it's a pretty fun lampoon of the kind of selling out discourse that tends to circulate around bands that get lumped into the kind of post-punk discourse. And it's just so perfectly pitched. I think it's a really, really great intro to the band if, like I say, for whatever reason you haven't discovered them already. Hope you like it. Yard Act. Kicking off Edit Radio Podcast 709. Rock me now! Friend, live upstairs in the spare room for a minute. He needed space and he paid, never relate to our letting agent that we did it. That's illegal. Hassles let, yeah, I admit it. Document on fate, the greatest crime this nation's saving grace devised and then committed. Just wanna make a point that the culture would have died And postpone's latest poster boys wouldn't have got to ride On the coattails of the dead And claim that their derision is a vehicle for their vision of subverting it instead Now subliminal exposure is exploding in your head Cause you know that we were golden, yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, one night up in the attic listening to grammatics Drinking cans and shooting the shit We reeled up all of our hopes and dreams and made a list And there was one singular ambition we had That most musicians of our ilk aren't willing to admit And it was to this mantra we would commit We make hits to put millennial men And we do it again Every night on the back of the bus You know it ain't no fuss We're on the same wage And we ain't afraid to get paid on stage Some fiction cutting it out is a fact if you get your back We finally formed this band And we signed to a subsidiary of Universal Inc Cause the water keeps on rising And we know there's no surprise in anyone with eyes and ears round here That we're all gonna sink And we just wanna have some fun before we're sunk And if that's the attitude you exude Then you know you're really pumped Stand. 
have a face like an angel with enough money to do whatever the fuck it is they do. She's got the eyes of a best friend. She's got the smile of a That was Lime Garden with Nepotism, open brackets, baby, close brackets. Um, taken from an EP called Mother, which I believe is actually just a kind of preview chunk of their forthcoming debut album, One More Thing, which will be dropping in a couple of weeks in February. I really, really like Lime Garden. I think it's really tough to stand out as a new band in this kind of genre space that they're in. But I think they have a really distinctive sound that... You know when you're listening to something and you're like, oh, I wonder if this is Lime Garden, and it always is, like, I don't know what it is because I'm not a musicologist, I know nothing about that sort of thing, but I do feel like you really know one of their songs when you hear one, and that's a really, really tough thing to do. So it sounds like a bit of a boring compliment, but hopefully you will understand what I mean from the couple of Lime Garden tracks I've played across the podcast, or indeed that you've discovered from your own uh, looking them up. They seem like really good fun as well. Um, So yeah, a band that I'm excited to see what they do when the album comes out and they go on tour and obviously do all the great promo stuff that comes along with that. I do want to look back for a second though at 2023 to an act that I did play on the podcast. I know I did. I played Geronimo and I loved it and I'm really glad I played it. But I feel like I didn't make quite enough noise about how much I loved the Young Fathers record, Heavy Heavy. Um, a band that I've always admired for a really, really long time, caught a couple of seconds of their set at Glastonbury because unfortunately I had to dash off and do some work somewhere else. But even from the little bit I saw, I was so gutted that I didn't get time to really see this album flourish in the live setting. It's so clear that live is something that they do really, really well. And I miss their tour as well. I've been useless. Um, one of my New Year's resolutions for this year is go to more gigs, like commit to a schedule. Um, I digress. Young Father's record is one that I think is really, really important. And I just wanted to flag something on it, I guess, before we completely move on to talking about 2024. So this track is called Drum. And if I was a saleswoman, hopefully this will be the thing to get you to check out this record if you haven't already. It's so, so atmospheric and wonderful and world building. And world building is something that gets thrown around a lot in music. Um, But it's a real skill and a real talent. And I think this is really genuinely the sort of music like Radiohead or Moses Sumney or Wild Beast for me, where you really do feel like it's a record that you not only listen to, but kind of live within, if that doesn't sound too pretentious. Hopefully you'll hear this and understand what I mean. This is Young Fathers and Drum. Edit Radio.
what I love about doing this podcast, that you can go from the really wild, evocative percussion, like sort of like Grizzly Bear, Animal Collective style percussion um, that's in that Young Father's track, right into the new banger by 80s. Um, the song you've just heard was called It's You, uh, featuring three members of the K-pop group 80s, um, Yusang, San and Young. I find it really interesting that there is kind of this growth in K-pop of letting members not only go off and do solo stuff, but kind of form small factions within the group as well. Um, I feel like in the West that would be taken as like a really bad sign of kind of like creative dissatisfaction in the group. But in K-pop it just feels like a really fun way to kind of like show what individuals um, bring to the table and what kind of alchemy comes out when you sort of separate sections and let them try different things and that track is by far and away I think the most successful sort of like breakaway group from within 80s I think it's the first time they have tried this particular format and I really hope to hear more because I think that's just such a great R&B song um, it's funny actually that it's called It's You and kind of plays with the caps lock because there's a Zayn Malik song called It's You with a similar thing, and I can kind of hear some strange sort of genealogy between those two, th two things. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I like it. And I, maybe I'm strange, maybe you're listening to this thinking this is awfully jarring and I will never ever listen to this podcast again. But moving from young fathers to 80s feels right in my brain. And I love that I get to do that. What a great time. What a fun hobby, eh? <laughs> I find it so, so wonderful these days how much better we're getting at accepting good music as good music without thinking of genres and delineations or even, you know, nationalities and races. It's really, really exciting. I want to play you something now from an artist named Nadine Shah, who I'm sure lots of you will be really, really familiar with. Um, again, someone whose career I've kind of watched from afar for a really long time. And I got to speak to her um, just before Christmas for an article that is due to come out in the new issue of Loud and Quiet magazine, which I would implore you to pick up. Um, still, still in physical press against all odds. We all know that, you know, things in music journalism at the moment are a bit rocky, but it's a wonderful publication. And they were so kind as to think of me, I suppose, to speak to Nadine. Um, and Nadine in turn was so, so kind to spend a couple of hours chatting with me about some really quite heavy and personal subjects. You know, it's tough at the best of times to interview artists and feel like you're being potentially a little exploitative. You know, I turn up in their lives and they've never met me and I'm asking very, very personal questions. Um, but Nadine was so accommodating and generous and honest um, in ways that, you know, I definitely... <laughs> you know, couldn't have anticipated or deserved even. Like I say, we were total strangers at the start of the call. But I feel it's a real testament, um, not only to her character, but to her musicality and to the honesty that she brings to that as well. I think her album, um, Filthy Underneath, is going to be a real gem of 2024. And this is one of the lead singles from it, although I think we had a chat actually about singles and finding like the idea of singles in kind of current musical economies to be a little bit strange. But regardless, this is one of the songs she's chosen to kind of present up front, um, speaking about some of the people she met in rehab whilst recovering um, from a kind of particularly bad bout of mental health. Um, yeah, I'm going to play it for you now. hope you like it. I think, again, there's something really interesting theatrical world building about it that really complements some of the other songs we've heard today. Everything is just as it was the same. I'm 
but it's plenty I stop and count at twenty Twenty of the worst things that I can think Twenty of the worst things that I can think Twenty of the worst things that I can think Silent and it's empty The locals soon forget me I don't have the skill for playing your game The priest sings in the hope and ruin The drunkard starts to boo him Propping up the gossip and his good name Propping up the gossip and his good name The shame is awesome but it's fleeting Get seen to with the beating Half the clergy came to hear the man sing Half the clergy came to hear the man sing Half the clergy came to hear the man sing
Ponytail has returned. You all know on this podcast how I feel about Ariana Grande and her whistle notes. I'm a big fan and I'm super glad she's back with Yes And, the lead single from her forthcoming record, Eternal Sunshine. Been causing a lot of debate on the old internet, this one. Um, You know, for anyone who's not glued to their phone and celebrity gossip, um, Ariana Grande has kind of been involved a bit of a scandal in terms of her new partner um, and people's speculation over the overlap between her dating that partner and that partner leaving their wife and young child. Um, Long story short, lots of people on the internet are kind of seeing this song as a bit of an unflattering reaction to what they're describing as a kind of homewrecker discourse around Ariana Grande. Um, And there's several lines in that track in which she makes it pretty clear that she does not care for your gossip. She is unmoved, unbothered, unfussed. Um, You know, it's a completely different debate, isn't it, as to whether you think this is a flattering look on Ariana Grande's personal life or not. But as a song, it's a banger. Um, And she's kind of doing what she's always done in terms of kicking off a new era with this sort of like effervescent attitude of, you know, you do you, inspire yourself, be your own hero kind of thing. It's something she's very, very good at. And she's just really, really good at a chorus as well. Obviously, there's a lot of Vogue inspiration going on there, kind of maybe following on from some of the kind of vibes that Beyonce has been playing with in terms of Renaissance. It feels very of the now, but it also feels very Ariana. And I salute her for that. I'm really excited to see what this record brings And again, how many killer choruses she does, because she's just so good at it. I think something that's really important to know about Ariana Grande as well is like how deeply she is involved in the production. I feel like we're still kind of battling against this sexist stereotype that assumes that big main pop girlies just, you know, turn up at the studio and sing a little bit and let everyone else do the hard work. But she is clearly incredibly, incredibly involved um, and forward leading in terms of how her music actually sounds and is produced. And I think that's just really, really cool. Kind of a nice lesson, I suppose, for any young people listening and thinking about, you know, getting into production, especially as a woman. It's an industry that definitely needs better representation. And I think hearing big, huge pop stars like Ariana Grande talk about production is, yeah, just super, super cool. Very glad to have her back. I'm going to play you now a track by a group from Belfast, I believe. I'm going to Google that super quickly to make sure I'm not giving you false information. Um, Hold one moment, please. Let's double check this. Problem patterns. Where are you from? Typical. I'm scrolling. Yes, Belfast. Belfast, yes. Um, signed to Alcopop Records, which, as we all know, is a sign of great things. And they played um, a gig a couple of days ago um, at the Brudenell Social Club that I managed to catch a bit of. And they were just so great and so fun. Um, they've written something for uh, Come Play With Me magazine, another magazine that I work for that just made me laugh out loud as I was editing it, which is a pretty rare and wonderful thing, actually, to fun and laugh out loud. And I just think they're so great and so fun, um, but also with a really, really strong social message. So their album Blouse Club came out last year, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast, even if I didn't play something, 
But I really wanted to take that moment now, having seen them live and having remembered just how great they are. This song is called Turf's Out, which I hope we can all agree is a uh, thing that definitely needs to be talked about. Um, yeah, they're just super fun and cool. So if they're new to you, hopefully by the end of this track, you'll have found a new favourite band.
lovely, lovely one there from Marika Hackman. It's called Slime off her album that's just come out called Big Sigh. So, so great. Again, to plug my own projects um, on the cover of the new issue of Come Play With Me magazine that I co-edit. We have Marika Hackman, um, really great interview by one of our staff writers. Just an artist that, you know, keeps their head down, goes about their business, does really, really great stuff. I'm excited to spend more time with that record personally um, and really delve into Marika Hackman's songwriting. Sounds like it's kind of come about uh, due to a lot of reconciliations with her relationship with relationships, if that makes sense. Um, Her relationship with mental health, you know, dealing with panic attacks, anxiety, that kind of thing. And even in that track, I feel like you kind of get that sort of like mellow and intense ebb and flow, which is really powerful. So, yeah stoked to pay some more attention to that and very sorry about the building works that have just started up as i started recording hopefully you cannot hear that too much ah there we go peace just as i was saying that does actually bring us to the end of yet another installment of edit radio hopefully um across that mix of k-pop danceable indie atmospheric indie straight out and out pop you found something to really really enjoy um, I'm just going to leave you with one more track, actually, by... Oh, buzzing has begun again. Um, by the group Idols, who I know can be a bit of a polarising one for people. Like, very, if you like them, you like them. If you don't, you don't. Um, I have loved some of their work. I've been less fussed by some of their work. But I am extremely, extremely intrigued by um, what they seem to be trying out with this new record run. Um, It seems like they're kind of leaning into shrugging off that sort of like post-punk label. Um, It's a really tricky one because I feel like a lot was kind of put upon idols that maybe they didn't ask for. I think they do have to be responsible in that they maybe encouraged some of that stuff when it was marketable. um, And that maybe some of it is, you know, chickens coming home to roost kind of syndrome. But either way, you know, I think everyone deserves the right to try out new things and to say, hey, you know, there's more to what we're interested in than maybe what we've been able to present so far. So I'm here for it. I'm here for a little refresh. And this next track, Grace, like I say, I think is one of the most interesting things they've done in years. So I wanted to share it with you um, and hopefully you enjoy it too. Or if you don't, let's have an angry debate in the edit radio comments. Why not? I'm very up for talking and arguing about music. Well, not arguing, you know, discussing, sharing in our mutual appreciation of the art form by disagreeing. I think that's very healthy, and very fine. Anyway, I've been Janessa Williams. You've been you. This is Idols with Grace. I will see you again in February. Edit Radio.
Give me a break.